All right, we should do a level check here. Just make sure we're online here. You good there? I'm good. All right. Yours just sound, you sound like you're really far away from it, or it just sounds like maybe I'm just hearing the, maybe my volume in here is not very loud. Hey, everybody. My name is Ken Allison. I got my buddy, Matt Miller. Matt, hey. say hi. Hey there. Hello there. Matt and Ken, well, this is part of the Midlife Pivot, is a new podcast hosted by Studio Udio. What'd yeah. you say? Back Studio Udio. We call it the, uh, it's a uh, podcasting studio for rent, right? We have in our, in our body shop. Long right. story short, the Midlife Pivot has purely been about just kind of documenting who we are as human beings, me being 50, Matt being 50. And recently I had the idea of actually talking about myself on my TikTok page and doing something that was uh, grossly out of my comfort zone. Matt, what was that? You asked for a favor from your fans, from your listeners, from your, from your followers. Correct. Which was something that I don't know how to do very well. No, no. Likely because, you know, I'm a trauma kid and... I don't have any sense of self-value, but that's changing because I've went through this midlife pivot and now I love myself. I understand what joy is, blah, 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 right? No, we'll say we you started your midlife pivot. I You're started my midlife No, it, it is know. a progressing, <laughs> it's a definitely a thing. Every single day is different. I still cry, I cry. I cried this morning, actually. It was so uh, healing. No shame in that. No, not at all. Anyway, Midlife Pivot and Ken Allison TikTok, and here's what we're doing today is that a follower, mutual friend of mine on TikTok reached out recently and said, hey, I saw your video record, you know, regarding said podcast listening. She did and said that she has had thoughts of starting a podcast. Well, that's great. I know, right? Because we're in the business of helping people doing that. And all you had to do was say... You had to ask for it. And <laughs> I just had to ask, and, and to ask for a favor, and it, and it just <laughs> happened. So here's the skinny. Um, mutual friend on TikTok reached out, said, hey, I would like to start a podcast, you know, but we'd like to, you know, there's, there's some things to learn. And I said, well, why don't you call in and we just record it? So here's a little bit of backstory. This person showed up on my timeline, and she is going through a thing and I'm going to let her tell her story and it hit me at a core when I ran across her video that it's hard for me to really describe because it took me back to a place when I was 24, 25 and I was figuring out, you know, I was finding out that my mom was, my mom was ill. All right. Well, you're going to give it away. I'm not going to give any you're away. Hang on. Just no, just hang on a second. Okay. So anyway, long story short, I have a friend on TikTok. We've invited her on. She's going to, she's on the phone with us today. She's, we're going to be part of the podcast and we're just going to let her tell her story. I would like to introduce to you, Pilar. Hey guys. <laughs> I was waiting. I'm like, Hey, hi. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. I really am. Uh, honored to be on here fantastic like very much so because uh ken your 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 dancing literally hit me one day when i was ready to uh i live a couple a couple blocks off the beach and i was because of what i was going through i was ready to walk up into the ocean and like call it a day 
so, um, and the reason being, I am, uh, there's, uh, go, I'm going through breast cancer right now. I'm 46 years old and no breast cancer history in the family on either side, genetically. And uh, I got hit with triple positive stage three breast cancer out of nowhere um, in October of 2021. Oh, my God. And uh, I had just started going on TikTok. Like, I'm a mental health and addiction care coordinator and therapist, so I like to laugh a lot and, you know, just watch certain things mm. after work that are, like, mindless. You know what I mean? Nothing that I have to focus on because I hear horrors of course. throughout the day of the human race. Um, so I came across your page and was like, I don't even know who this man is, but I am watching him dance. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know I whether like to him. apologize or to <laughs> applaud. <laughs> yeah, um, for me, it was the applauding because I remember I watched it like over and over. And I think I even wrote you. I was like, you have no idea what you like the smile that you just put on my face before I was leaving for chemo. I remember. Yeah. And, um, the, the most simple things in life are so bright to me right now. Um, and it will remain that way. And it's really having cancer has been, this is going to sound sadistic has been the biggest blessing that I have had in my life. And um, I've had a lot of things happen in my life. Like my story is, goes back a long way, gentlemen, long way. Um, I, so, yeah. I don't, I don't know that I've heard somebody something say something more powerful. I mean, if, if, did you hear that, Matt? What she just said? She just said, if there's anything that's the biggest, <laughs> this has been the biggest gift. Yeah. Well, that's it's well, it's, it's there only because of her attitude. Well, and, and I, because you could look at it from the complete opposite way as as a lot of people do and it becomes you, you know it, I guess I, 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 oh, I'm sorry. At, at its core, <laughs> you know, at its core, you know, being diagnosed with cancer is um the life-changing event. It's mm -hmm. it's uh, just and it was I I, I didn't I don't did not know your story before you before you came on the, on the line with us. So, oh, interesting. And it kind of hit I me kind of hard because uh, my mom was um, just diagnosed with um, stage three breast cancer about four months ago. Uh, did you tell uh, me that? I, I feel like maybe you told me this. Maybe I, I may have mentioned it, but I, you know, I don't go. I'm not a very. Uh, I'm not, sorry. That's I'm okay. Not, I'm not that. a sherry person. So, uh, but sherry, I like yeah. that word. <laughs> But, um, yeah, it, it came in as a, as a surprise and, um, it, they didn't, they, they diagnosed it and then couldn't find it, uh, because it had, uh, moved to her bones. Uh, she doesn't, she doesn't have any cancer cells in her, in her breasts. It's, it's just, uh, making Swiss cheese of her bones right now. And uh, she she struggled. She went down mentally for a, a, a bit, and now she's come back up. And now she's uh, at, at maybe in the, at around the same area level as you are, where she is actually uh, living more now than she was.
it's such a fascinating thing. It really is, especially I. I don't. I don't mean to cut you off. I oh, don't. Uh, don't. Don't worry. Okay. Um, when you say living more, um, you know, we I, we take advantage just of living. Like we we live. Our our bodies are a, a vessel, essentially. It's just it's like a vessel of body, mind, spirit, and we get away from what life quote unquote quote could be not what it should be what i think could be and everybody has a different way of looking at living differently um so i mean i think that's wonderful that she is you know living differently uh how but are, i i how are you living i want to know how you're living differently that, that, like tell, tell me show, tell us we, and Matt and I have been having this conversation a lot about the universe and spirituality and who we are. It's right up my alley. Right? Like, so who's, what's, yeah. what's your magic? Share your magic with the world. Like now is the time because we're going to get, I'm going to get this done. We're going to upload this and I'm going to tell the world like through TikTok, you know, with my, with the following that I have, that I have a person on here that's going to tell a killer story. Like what's your magic? Like t- tell us, share that. Like so, what, what do you find the beauty? Where do you find the beauty? Honestly, the beauty I find is the energy of human connection. But I also think the beauty comes from being able to stand either on a beach or on in a field or in a forest. And you literally can feel the vibration of this like world that we essentially are on the edge of. There's always jokes saying, oh, we're on the edge of the world. Yeah, we technically are. The, the, every, our houses, everything is built on the outside of the world. We're on the, we're on, there's nothing above us but infinite space. So if we can connect with the, the energy from this universe and the world that we live in and have such a sense of like peace and love with a smile on our face, that's the beauty. If you don't need a thing. If you don't need need a phone, if you don't need a friend, if you don't, if you can do that with your soul sense of self, that's my magic because I've been doing that now. Um, that's probably been my whole life. That's why I'm in the field that I'm in. Mm-hmm. But ever since this cancer stuff, I am vibrating very high. And some people will be like, wow, she sounds like a lunatic. All right, I'll take it. I, I, you know, I think, peop, I think people say that, but I think more and more people are starting to listen. And I, I and, agree. And I think the reason why is because what the, the summary conclusion I've come to with this, you know, midlife pivot, which is very similar to what you're saying in the context that I, I'm, I've grown tired of walking by all of the beauty that there is in the world every single day. And I saw that yeah. I, I saw myself doing that all the time. Like, oh, here I have something incredibly beautiful right in front of me, but I don't. I walk by it, and it could be yep. something something as simple as just a green leaf, you know. Not to Agree mention hundred percent. Not to mention the relationships that we've had, right? That we walk by all the time, you know, and take for granted. But more importantly, connecting with who we are as a human being. Understand that you know you talk about what's above us versus what's below us. You know, I think of it in the context that you know, what's above us is the creator, 
and what's below us is the creation just binary like cut it in half here's everything above here's everything below to include everything above is you know your inner child what's below is your ego because that's essentially you know you're i could get on the i yeah i could right? get on the ego it's we could talk about ego we, we talk, I you're talk the about therapist this. you know all this i don't it. know any of this yeah. i'm just an accountant yeah. <laughs> lady i'm a military yeah. guy i don't know anything no, no. Numbers don't lie, Ken. I am a former reformed accountant and retired military guy. Well, I don't know. Recovering accountant. I'm a recovering accountant, a former military guy, and I don't really, I'm only, <laughs> I asked a friend of mine who I should introduce you to, absolutely on TikTok. She's amazing. I had asked her uh, not that long ago, you know, like, like, how do I answer the question of, hey, where did you read this at? And because I've had somebody ask me because I've said all this stuff when somebody thought I thought somebody might think I was crazy. And her response was actually very straightforward. She's like, you know, Ken, what you're talking about is not something you're going to learn in a book. <laughs> you're not going to read that anywhere. You have to experience it in order to be able to talk about it. So this is yeah. this couldn't be more timely. What else? But I think it takes accountability. I think it takes acceptance. I think it takes a lot of shedding all of our layers to be able to get to that point. Um, and I don't think, unfortunately, everybody has the guts to do that. I don't. I agree. Um, so that, that that's where it comes into... You know, you decide who you want to spend your time with. You decide who you feel like you want to talk to about certain things. That doesn't make people bad or that doesn't make them like not a good acquaintance or, you know, something like that. It just means that my energy 100% and my mindset of what I want to do, the circle has shrunk extremely. And I was forced into doing that. It's that's kind that's kind of where this beauty comes from. Mm -hmm. Cancer forced me to do it. The, it it's the beauty of kind of that ultimate accountability, self-reflection, like, Hey, in every time where I've been in a bad situation, it's taking account for the actions that put you there. Right. Ultimately, like yeah. I had a equal part in every instance and that's why I'm exactly here. And so people, when they ask, you know, well, why am I here? I don't deserve this. No, you absolutely do deserve it because you put yourself there. You just need to take accountability for it to include yeah. how you interact with other human beings. And when, for me, as a trauma kid, I will literally bleed my soul out for another human being, you know, if, if, if it requires, I just, it's just my go-to. I don't know why, but I have to be very thoughtful about how I protect myself with that. So it sounds to me like you're just creating reasonable barriers and boundaries to help protect your little inner child and soul from the evil and nastiness that the world presents. Yeah. Cause I, I, my, when I, and by no means is, am I leading like with arrogance. That's no. like something that I really do need to clear with people sometimes, especially when they meet me, because I have like a presence. I just made a if video I, about presence last night on yeah, TikTok. I, Did, do you know what I meant by that? By presence? Did you see that? That's it's, it's what it is. It's about arrogance is one thing. Presence is like, right. look, I've, I've got enough on my plate. I am not to be messed with today. Leave me alone. 
<laughs> or I have an understanding of how this world works. I have a general, I have a, I have, and I generally feel like I can handle it. So just respect it. I mean, that's what pres- yeah. presence is. Like, look, I've done this. Yep. No, I got you. So people, you know, for go- going back to the cancer diagnosis, I help people for a living. Mm-hmm. I work with the welfare and homeless population all throughout the state of New Jersey. Um, my clients have mental health, addiction, or both, um, problems. Mm -hmm. And it's not just a run of the mill mental health or addiction problem, not to minimize any of that, but these individuals, I mean, I know you say trauma kid can, but like, to what extent is that trauma is in trauma is different for everybody. Yeah, no doubt. Right. So, yeah. So. I think, I, I think how I define trauma kids is that if you're an adult that says that, has a constant thought of why do I hate myself (laughs) in spite of all the things that I try to do to make myself better Then you're probably a trauma kid. If you have a decent sense of humor, you're probably a trauma kid. So there's varying degrees to which we've been abused or not, you know, but you know, getting back to kind of that spirituality, what's helped me heal is recognizing that essentially, you know, people that do bad to us, they just have, they just have that physical role in our experience of what it is to be a human, right? That's their role, right? Their spirit is whatever their spirit is, but their spirit is innately good. That's my opinion. That's what helps me sleep at night. Knowing that their human existence is really just being a bad actor and bad role in my life, you know? So once I'm able to kind of separate myself from it, from an objective standpoint, it's helped me kind of let go of it more because it's like, well then, you know, why, why do I need to slow myself down? Why do, why do I need to keep carrying that burden of worry or concern or hurt really any longer? Just kind of a random thought. Sorry, I don't mean to segue, but it felt like it was on point with what we're talking about. It was not a segue. It, it wasn't. Was no, you, no, you've added to the conversation. Oh God, I hope so. Sometimes I feel like it. I detract the conversation. Uh, like I need to derail it on a regular basis, you know? No, we're still on track. We're still like on some, track. Like somebody, will somebody tell Ken to be quiet? Like literally we have just learned nothing. In fact, that was a, a net subtraction from the conversation, Ken. Pilar, <laughs> do you feel like that was a net subtraction to the conversation? I don't. I kind of question it sometimes, but... Uh, it's really funny because I have to definitely redirect, uh, people all day long sometimes. And, uh, I definitely have the, the mastering of redirection, but Ken, I'm not going to redirect. Jesus, you need to spend more, you need to spend more time with it because I, like, I, I need constant redirection. I have a hundred percent been that kid all along my whole life. Literally just boundless Matt, do you have a, do you redirect him, Matt? How do you do that? I, I let him, uh, I let him talk himself out and then. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. That's the truth comes out. Matt's right been Matt's, <laughs> Pilar, Matt's been with me now for two and a half years, two and a half years, which has probably been the hardest, most difficult professional expert time period of my life. I'm sorry. Yeah. And I don't mean that because Matt, <laughs> when I say that, I mean, Matt's been, yeah. with, Matt's been my ride or die, right? right. He's really helped helped create and he's been my sounding board for, Hey, let's, let's think of it different. Let's think of this business problem differently. Let's do things differently. Let's try to be different. And and he's been, he's been my biggest cheerleader for it. You know, like you've got in order to build anything, you have to have people, you have to have a tribe. And 
without yeah. Matt, without Matt, there's no way we have people in our organization that we just can't, we can't live without. And Matt's one of them. I'm, I'm clapping for you, Matt, right now. I'm don't, don't, for you. don't, don't, he, I mean, he's not without <laughs> improvement. We got some things we got to work on professionally. I'm not trying to be like, yeah, we're not doing a, that stool. Right we're now, not, right? we're not going to do a full 360 evaluation after this call, but you know, we're going to talk about some things. <laughs> <laughs> no, the best thing, oh, Matt, Matt definitely like he in his role because where he came from, he came from an environment that was incredibly toxic, right? From a work, a work environment, work environment, right? Incredible. And his he he, and I've always looked at Matt as kind of like that person that's always something for like. He's just got a bad job, right? He's got a bad employer and otherwise his life would be fantastic. Like aside from the normal life, right? You know, he's happy, right? But he's got a, but so then he comes to work for me, you know, coming from another person and and now, and and I have a much different work style and he's actually starting to kind of almost kind of starting to raise his voice at me lately, like yelling at me, like, like, Whoa, hang on a second guy. And then, but I know it's because... He's just now like starting to be kind of comfortable that like, Hey, I can actually He's spreading his wings a little bit. He can actually say something that might be objection to me. Wow. I try not That's to, great. I That's try great, not to take offense to it. We spend most of our days in work. So if you're in a toxic working environment, yeah, for sure. you're getting beat down and broken down and uh, it's hard to, it's hard to rally from. Uh, and I think that, Matt's just been, he's seen, you know, we, uh, we've taken a, we started as businesses, we started businesses, we've closed them, you know, we've had, I mean, we've done a lot of things, you know, and he's, in, he's, <laughs> he's indispensable. Well, thank you. One of the greatest friends a man could have, that's for sure. How about that? Oh, Did you feel that? Oh, that felt kind of. I am doing a little dance in my chair That right felt now. like milk chocolate, <laughs> didn't it? That just felt good. <laughs> Milk chocolate. D- does milk chocolate has a feeling, and you can argue. It definitely does. Yeah. Right. I don't know how you describe it, but it's definitely a feeling. So I think we, you we, can make anything anything out of a feeling. Okay, really. So, so I mean, right. I mean, yeah. So let's circle. Let's. Are we going to get back to my? We got to circle. We got to circle. We got to. Yeah. yeah so, let's absolutely. We got to make see this. See how he did I that. He just to, derailed <laughs> that away do, from see, you. I just told you. Yeah. And, and now, yeah. Now I'm like, all right. Whoa, 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 whoa! And now you see what Matt's talking about. What else you want? Pilar, tell us something else. Tell, tell, yeah, this is so, your time. So, um, just to give you guys a little history, um, and this is relative to being sick. I, uh, the past five years of my life and remember I'm 46, the past five years of my life have been high, high stress, like high stress, emotional stress, physical stress, Um, and even though they, in the medicine field, they say that my, that the cancer I have was hormonally driven because I have a abundance of estrogen and like a certain protein, we all have what's called a HER2 protein in our body and mine is also elevated, Mm -hmm. but because of the stress emotionally and physically that I went through the past five years of my life. Um, which just to be brief, um, I was engaged, uh, to someone in recovery and I never had anything against 
like someone being in recovery at all, like maintaining a relationship with them because I see it happen all the time. I've been in the field now for over 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and the individual relapsed. There was no more recovery. Um, and I was, I was a mother to his child. So I never had my own children. Um, so being a mom for, you know, four years was amazing. And then it just, it just went away. So it's almost like you're mourning a child. Mm. Um, no, it's absolutely, so, you're absolutely mourning. A ch- absolutely mourning. Yeah. 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 Um, loss. so it, it was a, there was a, there was a lot of loss. Um, but again, like you said before, backtrack, I did put myself in the situation. I made the decision to do X, Y, and Z like, Oh, this will be fine. It definitely didn't end fine. Um, and it really like rest my body mentally and physically to the point that it's, that it's never been at before. Mm-hmm. Like I was not okay. So then combine that with my job and then combine that with me and ending up having a, a, like a stalker client where I had to like go to court for, um, that was another whole emotional and this was all during COVID. So for like three, four solid years, my central nervous system was on like fight or flight every day, mm-hmm. every minute of every day. So now fast forward to the cancer diagnosis, nobody really knows what caused cancer, causes cancer. They'll say it's the BRCA gene or breast cancer, BRCA gene or environmental. Right. When we put stress on our bodies, Increasing cortisol, our, right? Well, yeah, I mean, a hundred percent. But our our cells, there's cellular change that happens in our body, hundred and fifty percent. That's why breathing is the most important part of like so many issues that we have in life. And minimal people focus on breath work. Hmm. So I basically came to tell myself that even though like body, my body like took a huge, played a huge role in the cancer, all of the stress, emotional and physical stress that I was going through changed my cellular production. It changed how my body was flowing. That my central nervous system was running on sixth gear at morning, noon, and night, even sleeping. There was no rest. And that's just not healthy. I mean, you being in the military, Ken, you you know that, like, there's times where you don't sleep. But you still have to be, like, at 150% to be able to do and handle whatever you need to have, whatever you need to take care of. I have had a few of those times, yeah. (laughs) Had a few with, with the military, yeah. I don't mean to laugh, but it's, Not, it's, it's that's a, that's a lot. We've had a lot of those. Yeah, it's just debilitating, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I really put a lot of um, pressure on myself once I got diagnosed with cancer to say, Pilar, you need to do something different. Like you cannot always be taking care of other people, right? You cannot always be the go-to for the people because you are 
strong or you know this or you know that or whatever the case may be. Like there has to be a boundary and it is not being selfish. And that is something that I struggled with. But going to Sloan Kettering, I go to Memorial Sloan Kettering. Mm -hmm. I had chemotherapy once a week for three months. And it rocked me. And you see things that you never thought that you saw. And it puts into perspective like, no, I don't need to be taking care of everybody else to make myself feel better because of invalidation if I was when I was little or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. So that's why we want to take care of people like it deflects us from taking care of ourselves. Without a doubt. So, again, the, the whole cancer diagnosis forced me into so much, uh, like, mental work. Having cancer is more mental than physical, believe it or not, in my, in my eyes. Is that something, you, what, would you, what would you share to somebody that was, go, that was just starting on this journey? I mean, obviously, there's, there's a couple things at play, right? There's uh, probably an emotional, spiritual awakening piece, right, that happens with this, along mm-hmm. with the, hey, wrestling with the fact that you have a mountain to climb, right? We, we all have these Mount Everest that, that, we're, that are put in front of us that we have to climb. Yep. Like, what's your, what would be your, what would be the one or two things that you'd say from me, either from a mentorship advice standpoint, like, what would you give to somebody? I actually have, like, turned into somebody that, individuals with cancer now speak to believe it or not i kind of feel like that i I just kind of feel that like i don't know if matt you feel that oh oh, yeah i'm feeling it yeah my 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 dad actually said he's like this is this is like your calling for what you're doing this is why people what quick question has anybody ever referred to you as a badass just out of curiosity yes they have i I told you i told you yeah I actually was given a tank top that says um, "badass woman" with like a lotus flower in between. Uh, I love words. it. That's fantastic. Yeah. So, so, okay, so um, you're ta- you're talking. So you're helping people then now. Is that is that basically yeah, just hundred percent? And it's not even on purpose. <laughs> like I'm just doing it. I'm just talking to them with. I'm just like you know. Taking lines to them, like, I'm a, saying lyrics. Like, I'm a big, I'm a big believer that you know the universe. You know the universe. They, they always, people always say like, "Well, the universe gives you what you're supposed to have." I don't. Mm-hmm. I agree with that, but I think I, I take it a little more. I take it a little more, a little different level. Like I believe the universe forces you. It force it backs you into the positions that you need to be into in order to be able to grow. There is no, 100%. it's, it's a, it's a, it's the universe is, is, and so this mechanism of you, you know, sharing your magic in my opinion, which is what you're here for. And your body is here to protect that soul, which is designed to dispense that magic. Your magic is to help other people go through this process and be badasses is what I'm guessing. Yeah. That's why I the, mean, the universe is forcing you to do it. That's why we're on this, con- that's why we're having this conversation like that's this, why we're having this conversation. right? <laughs> Is this why you want to do a podcast? Is that are we are we finally circling all the way back? This was a big We're circle. All the way wow. back. And I'm I'm glad you yeah. did that. I was, how was just that about to back? jump in and then try was to that leave a per, how do you like, how do you Pilar? This was yeah. actually the first circle back that I've actually done in completion. I feel pretty good about today. 
Wow. <laughs> I'm giving you a thumbs up. You I like win. to make light. I like to bring I like to bring levity because levity is where I'm happy, you know, and levity just kind of <laughs> helps brighten your spirits, gonna send you off on your day. Matt and I are gonna, I don't know, maybe quarrel later with sticks. Who knows? Human human behavior to be able to um like observe, yeah. embrace and absorb. Yeah human behavior like as a whole i love it wonderful like i go into the hospital into sloan kettering and patients know me doctors know me the the assistant staff like hey girl uh the nurses know me like it's been um but I also can go into a food store and then a total stranger standing in line will like look at me and then all of a sudden start telling me their story, like their life yeah. story. Yeah. That's just kind of like the, the human interpersonal magnetism that I have. Um, and that's, I guess, like my gift, my magic. It just is. So if there was one thing, getting back to your question, if yeah. there was like one or two things that I would say to somebody that just had a the cancer diagnosis yeah. and it's the same thing, that this is a mental game. That I love physically that. let let the doctors physically take care of you. Wow. Mentally is your job. You need to literally put on those boxing gloves listen to the rocky theme song every morning if you need to and make it a mental fight let the doctors handle the physical do what they say take the meds whatever they whatever is recommended right. don't suffer and don't you know don't suffer on any physical ailment because right there is definitely a uh, a pill for it i gotcha yeah nobody's so, gonna get a badge for suffering more a hundred percent who are you leaning on for your for your help with this? This this isn't a journey you're taking by yourself. You you are providing um, support for other people. You said you know yeah. other others. So is there someone that you have that you that you lean on? Yeah. So, and I'll just use like the cancer thing specifically because that's just the most recent. But, sure. Um, I gotta tell you that my uh, I've had probably one of the most amazing social circles for support ever. Um, just because of my living situation and, you know, not being able to cook and I have a dog. Um, and people have, people stepped up. There's people that I thought were like very close in my life that actually were like, see you later. This is too much for me. Uh, isn't that this, that's a story, right? Like that, that is just the oh, common yeah, human experience. Yep. Yeah, like everybody so wants can, to be can, your buddy until things get hard. Correct. Ugh. Correct. So there's been a couple, two people that, that legit bailed on me. And I'm sorry I, to hear that. That sucks. Thanks. Yeah. But honestly, Ken, at the, when it like maybe a day or two later, I was like, I was like, all right, peace. What I found. Even, what I found in those experiences, like you get to that point, then you just all of a sudden remember all these times where those people kind of jerked you over anyway. <laughs> You're just like, you know what? They were kind of an asshole all along. Correct. Why did I exactly. let them have a effing pass? Yes. Yep. Yeah. 
I know. I'm with it. So you start to see things in hindsight. Um, people are but dumb. But as far as really leaning on people, like mentally, like I yeah. said, when I want to walk up into the ocean, I had a very, um, like, like a, be- a best friend of mine. She's a trauma therapist. My dad and my brother. Wow. My dad literally, like, I could probably get super, super um, emotional talking about my dad throughout this whole process because um, he, he, in the beginning of my diagnosis, there was, you know, of course they were very upset and concerned and they wanted me to move home with them. And I was like, no. So they, it was just a bit like a bad scene cause they were so worried, but mm. I knew I'd be okay. But, um, my dad literally has not that my mom hasn't, my dad and I are just very similar. Right. Um, so my dad has come with me to every appointment where I met with my oncologist. He's literally, he would call me every day at 7 p.m. or 7.30 to check on me, telling me that, like, I couldn't give up if I was crying, like I was in so much pain. Once he told me, like, that I was his hero. Um, it was, Are it you was trying rough. to make me cry actively? Are you? What is your deal yeah. today? I mean, I'm trying to hold it together over here, and I'm buried to bust out bawling. Yeah, this is it, terrible I mean, my, Friday. Um, Jeez. Yeah, <laughs> I, um, and I, I got to tell you, uh, he set the bar like really, really high for Ugh. any man that is going to like come back into my life. As so they should. After, That's what fathers the, do. I just got done yeah. saying that yesterday about father. Like, that, like, <laughs> like, you know, okay, so. I got to get this. So lastly, wait, let me, lastly, let me yeah, just say this. Give it to me. I had back, I had spine surgery two oh, wow. weeks after I had my lumpectomy. It was a window that I had to have. And like, he also took me to that and stayed over in New York City with me. And I could talk to him about my pain and about how I didn't want to be like breathing anymore. So I had a solid trifecta of people that I could um, speak with. Um, And I got to tell you, I am so blessed and grateful. I believe in the universe. I'm a universe kind of person. Anybody can use whatever they want, God. Like, it doesn't matter. I am the universe. Right. The love that I feel from my trifecta um, and then all of the parts surrounding it is a love that I have never felt in my life. And it's not because it's like, Oh, you had cancer. People have to, you know, feel that way. Well, no, they don't, you know, they could bounce, they could leave like people did, or they're your parents are supposed to No, they're not. It was, it was my illness. And the only way that I was able to handle things was the way that I had to do it. Nobody can tell me, well, maybe you should just go for a walk. You even know what I'm going through? Nope. Okay, so don't tell me to go for a walk. I was getting very stern with what I, like, the kindness 
that mm-hmm. people were giving me. Right. But it got to a point where it was like, I can't do this. You've suggested this to me six or seven times. Can you just let me speak about what's going on? I have a thought on that. Okay. My thought is, is that, you know, like when your mind awakens, to me, it feels like a data upgrade. It feels like an IT upgrade in my brain, you know, Mm -hmm. and you've got uh, Larry Moe and Curly inside my brain cavity kind of operating these new controls. And they're now trying to figure out how to wrestle with this new IT upgrade. Right. And so they're, um, this is me basically telling you what I think I have inside my head and how my body operates is I have three people that are just basically helping like me manage my, my existence. And they happen to be the stooges. Basically. <laughs> One of them is consistently <laughs> screwing around. One of them is basically just got his heels dug in because he just doesn't know it. And then there's another one that's this ultra positive, like super like guy that's trying to like really make everybody get on board with stuff. Anyways, like having a data upgrade, right? Or an IT mm-hmm. upgrade. So follow me here. This might take a minute. <laughs> this is dumb. Anyway, I just have this appealing, a feeling that like you get this IT upgrade inside your brain and at, because you're awakening, right? And then you have people say things to you that are very mundane and ordinary and just kind of like without thought. Like, is that literally the best you can do? Cur- like, if that's the best you, you like, I am suffering I am absolutely going through it. And the best you can do is to suggest the same thing over and over again. That lets me know that a, you don't, you haven't had the opportunity to think yep. about anything I have both with my any hands substance, you know what I mean? Right, right. Isn't that how you kind of feel? It's like, so both my hands, I'm like, yeah. here's why, here's why Larry, this is why Larry Moe and Curlier are important in this conversation, right? Larry Moe, Larry Moe and Curly inside brain, inside my brain, their role, their primary function is, is to help me emotionally regulate. Now they think they have different jobs in and of themselves. And that's why there's comp. That's why I have a different complex reactions, to different stimuli. Mm-hmm. They're only as good as the templates they've been given. And so thankfully they're generally decently spirited. Like they're happy people. They're just a little bit clumsy inside my body and I know does that make sense that I derail like yeah, oh, no, that man, makes sometimes. sense to me okay but like I, I get what you're saying people that haven't had the opportunity to be to take in the time to get awakened mentally and spiritually oh, well it ultimately comes down to this is that they haven't realized the value in focusing on the creator versus focusing on the creation everything that we look at see touch you know and experience is all creation based and then we act on it based on how we are told to with respect to societal norms and templates that were given by parents and the people around us as we grow and become adults right but the real yeah, the it, real gravy is really the universe right your spirit our inner child it's what we gives us the spark it's what makes me do weird funny dances or good dances even sometimes on tiktok and it's not often I'll realizing admit. that about people though yeah that is that is a part of like the beautiful thing that mm-hmm. I started to see was that, okay, this person is doing this or this is what the person, this is, this is like all they got. It becomes the decision becomes much more binary because you're like, I am a hundred percent okay with not having that person in my life because I realize that they are Correct. literally just taking away from me Yeah. at that point. And, and, and they're and wasting my time ultimately. Yeah, and it doesn't make them good or bad. No. It just means 
it's not a it's not a piece that fits in my puzzle. Would you go far go so far as to refer to them as a simpleton? I just thought that was kind as of fun what? as a simpleton. I just always like that word simpleton. Ooh, you know, it's funny. <laughs> no, it's I don't funny. Like it's not. Uh, no, it's not really nice. Yeah. It's not really nice. Is that nice and all? It's no. Not- well, if you're if you're using it in reference to the people that you're you're cutting out of your life, then I, it I doesn't just, matter what I, you call I them. I think it. You know, we have like we can have attitude at sometimes. You know, when we remove people from our lives. You know, it's Friday. Oh, it's Friday. Yeah. I can be. It could, I could be. I could be a little spicy on Friday. I'm, I'm spicy a lot. Ken. The point is, the point is, is that <laughs> when you realize who needs to be in your life, whether you call them X, Y, Z or not, it's because you're mm-hmm. establishing healthy boundaries, you know, yeah. and recognizing that I, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I need that. Yeah. Did I ruin it by saying simpleton? I hope I didn't. No. I just felt like I thought it was funny. A lot of times things are a lot of times things are a lot funnier in my brain. I should have I should have said that at the onset, Lauren. I apologize for that, okay. and also to the greater community that's listening to this podcast. Oh, no apologies needed. <laughs> All right, hey Matt. So here's so here's where we're at. We're at about forty minutes in, 40, 50 minutes in, something like that. Yeah, yeah. We've got a really yeah. good, healthy podcast here. Uh, last thing, we kind of talked about oh, you starting yeah. started you started talking about you doing a podcast. Like, what would you what would you call it? Have you thought about that? Or do you not want to, probably don't want to share no, that. I, Maybe do, I, don't, I, I don't ha- know. Go ahead. I have thought about it. Um, I, the, the word trifecta, um, I don't want to, like, I don't want to call it trifecta, but yeah, sure. the word, the word trifecta is very, very profound for me in a few different ways. Um, I have hieroglyphics triangle tattoos like on my leg um and i i I want it to be something relative to that because no matter what people want to think like i want to do this myself or i'm stubborn i don't want to ask for help Mm -hmm. human beings we we need people period Mm-hmm. Like we need people yes. and we need a spiritual sense of self. Right. And that's the trifecta that comes together. So it definitely is going to be based on that, something on that. Um, but I also see myself literally like touring the country and doing uh, like speaking. Uh, I don't like to say lectures. I feel like that's so bad like when i hear the word lecture i think of like some you know person that's just talking and talking and talking i want to be interactive i want to let people know that they can think for themselves but that life is happening when we're making plans all the time i honestly believe that like public speaking in general is going to take on a much different look and feel as, as the years go on. That's just my opinion. Um, yeah. Here's what we're going to do though, is that however we can help you launch this new episode of your life, this new season, this new project, uh, we're here for it and we will help you out in any way. If you want to help, if we, you, you want our help and helping you start a podcast, uh, Matt and Ken are here for it. We will make it happen for you. Because I would love that. I think the world. I think the world needs more. I think, I think Ken can put you in touch if you need to speak about the technical side of anything. 
as far as equipment or how to, uh, how to get it, how to publish, how to, how, what platforms to use and how to get it out for, for consumption. I can help you with that. Ken will yeah, help you with anything that, else. I mean, that would be, that'd be amazing because I've looked at a lot of stuff and there's just, there's just a lot of information. Yeah, there is. So many, so many people are, are doing them. Um, but there's also so many different types of podcasts. Um, but I, I, I would love that. We're going to, we are taking, we feel like we, we feel like our approach to this is, is, um, we, we feel like our approach to this is more from the aspect of help, help, uh, gaining access. When they talk about business, a lot of times they talk about barriers to entry, whether there's high or mm-hmm. low barriers, right. And, and relatively speaking, getting into the podcast world, it, it it's a, it's a pretty low barrier. The problem is it's, it's very complex and it can be very complex and you have wires and technical stuff and lights and blinky stuff and dials. And, you know, Matt does that. I just like to kind of talk about it. <laughs> what you say? I said, I just kind of, I said, Matt, Matt handles all the, I like all the technical piece. I just kind of like yeah. to talk. I just like to talk about it and like, <laughs> like, Hey, how can I support you? And I'll just be a, be a cheerleader. That's all I need to do. I, but I also That's my magic. want to be like, help. I mean, I don't know how I can help you guys either, but, um, I love the direction of your, your podcast. Well, I, you like, know, I think, I think, yeah. Wow. It's been, that's a, <sighs> It's, I'm I'm surprised um, you even used the word direction. I didn't. I, I, I don't. Think I don't like. I don't know. I feel like there was literally two five. I feel like there's two five year olds. There's two five year olds in a swimming pool, literally slapping the piss out of each other. That's what I feel like. That's what it is inside this podcast chamber. When Matt and her, I kid you no. not. I, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I was trying to come up with some sort of really odd thought process kind of like we do everything else. yeah it's we are literally just hey we are idea like what can we do what can we do what can we do what can we do and let's just go I, let's just I, try I, I really believe the direction of your podcast is intense i think i think it's gonna get i think it's gonna get here's what i think honestly and this is my prediction i'm making on august 5th of 2022 here's my there. prediction right is that our method here is that I'm going to start plucking people out of my TikTok community, right? My yeah. these 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 hard and fast followers that want that have something to say, and then we're just going to start recording their conversations just like this, because this is what this is, this is people having a conversation and having dialogue and ultimately sharing magic and love and and spreading the universe and just kind of getting that connection, which is what we need more of. Humanity yeah. is about being here on this planet to experience the, the, what it is to be alive and consciousness and awareness and tactile touch, feel sensation, like the love. I, 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 yeah. <laughs> the it's, love, it's that's like what we're here for. So I, my prediction is that we're, we're going to be, uh, there people are going to know who we are. That's my prediction. Yeah. I, I think your prediction is right. And I don't know why the, the words like human, well, what I was going to say before that, like, the intent of bringing human connection like back to life almost. Are you okay if I curse? 
I'm a yeah. Okay, yeah, I just want to okay. make sure I don't want to curse. I don't. I, I generally, I'm, I've made it a point in my life. I've got to a point in my life where I'm really trying to be thoughtful about when I do and when I don't. And then, and when I do, I want to make sure it has has emphasis, right? So, oh yeah. Oh, here's what it comes down to, right? Is that if we talk about what you're going through, which just know like Matt and I are both like, if you need some linebackers behind you, we got you, right? We <laughs> we're, we're here for this, right? And so. But this is about the motherfucking midlife pivot, right? This is about you saying, you know, like, "Mm, I walked up to it. I looked what the option was. You walking out into the ocean, you know, that's you walking up to and saying, you know what? I got something for you. I got this still. Yeah. Right? For sure. And then now you're just kind of going to flaunt it around. I like like to think of it's the Deion Sanders. Like, Deion Sanders is like the guy that's constantly just in your face saying, I am going to beat you no matter what. He's a football player, right? Yeah. Okay. He's the football. He's a. Matt's Matt's not exactly a sports guy. <laughs> Yay! Uh, sports. Sports ball. Yay! Sports what? ball. Touchdown. Who, Wait, what? You, kind of like what you said, Ben. I don't. Uh, I don't know if you guys watch Peaky Blinders, but love it. They, uh, yeah, love it. Aunt Polly said, "What are you going to do when you see the devil?" To uh, to. Uh, Thomas Shelby, yeah. and he was like, I'm going to walk up to the devil, shake his hand, and keep on walking. Exactly. And that line literally is like what the past seven months of my life has been. I it, Literally. It's so profound for me. Mom, we can't, I, I can't wait to help you tell that story. Thanks. I, I, I have a... I have a like a blog and I'm, I'm, I'm writing a book except the book is in shambles. So I yeah. got to get that put together. But wait, Ken, yes. what's that thing you wanted to ask me though? Cause I, cause I have an opinion and it's a, and it's kind of, I, 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 some people might find it offensive. Some people might okay. find Some people might find it. Um, and also incredibly progressive. Okay. My daughter, right? So you want to talk about showing up and you want to talk about being a father. When you talk about being a father, both Matt and I are basically just over here sobbing, right? Because he and I, if there's anything that we both want to do was we both want to be the best fathers that we can absolutely be. That's what we're here for. I have children and I will scorch the earth to protect them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, um, and my kids know that. And I've always taken the approach of loving them just a little, almost a little fiercely, <laughs> like, just like, come here, I'm going to love you, you know, because yeah. I want them like, like, Hey, there will be no one behind there. Like I will not let anything happen to you such that I can have the ability. Right. Anyway, my, but now they're like, now they're like adults (laughs) with like real problems, you know, like they have to go and go to the doctor and stuff. And so, but anyway, my oldest daughter, you know, she's has some, has some things that she's got some concerns with. Right. And her opinion is this, is that, you know, since the medical community is primarily, you know, dominated by men and I have a funny story about a show I watched, it's not appropriate, but it's funny, but it's true with the respect that essentially, you know, women are at a kind of a disadvantage. And oftentimes, at least the opinion that my daughter has given me is that it's a struggle for women to, to have medical care provided such that they're a lot of times not, not taken very seriously maybe you're different maybe you know because of your background you know i i don't know but i guess my question is hey how much has that affected you or have you seen that 
Do you know people that have had this concern? Like, hey, I'm not going to get the care because I'm going to be taken care of by a man and they don't take me seriously. Has that been an experience of yours? Um, absolutely not. Really? Um, well, first and foremost, like my whole entire cancer team, mm-hmm. from oncologist to radiation doctor to nurse to care court, like coordination, mm-hmm. it's all female. So, so that, so cancer, the cancer part that, that that's not even applicable question then. Yeah. Like my, my, but I've had plenty of surgeries though. And plenty of injuries. I was, I was an athlete like my whole life. I've Mm -hmm. had a torn rotator cuff. I've had other surgeries. I've had medical stuff where I've been in the ER, like at U10 when I lived in Philly. And I'm going to tell you whether it's a man or a woman, Mm -hmm. I have never experience that um here's and and here's kind of why i ask that because you know i expect there to be different experiences right and i but i'm going to i'm going to continue to ask that question Mm -hmm. and the reason why i'm going to ask that question is because you know my mom was ill and she passed away and you know she was young and i i would love to know if she felt that way right and because I have also have two other daughters that I always want to make sure they, they don't feel that way. And, and if there are anyone else that doesn't feel that way, but more importantly, you know, uh, this is going to get, this is going to uh, just say it. Uh, this is what I think, honestly, right. With the way the world works that we're currently mm-hmm. in, right. Which is dynamic, which is at best, right. Uh, catastrophic at worst. You know, we have people that are like making decisions I would advocate that this is what I would like to advocate for because there's a lot of discussion about men, female rights, that type of thing. I I feel like men need to step away and back away from conversations that centered around uh, the healthcare for women. So there's this, I mean, there's a few things that I can comment on about that. Only Um, from the perspective and and here's, and here's why, and and it doesn't need to go too much deeper than this because I think a lot of times arguments or conversations can get difficult because we want to jump deeply into the weeds. Mm -hmm. What I'm saying is this as a 50 year old man speaking to a 46 year old woman, right? I consider you, and, and as you, if you're an adult, I consider you to essentially be a peer, right? Yeah. We are peers here. Correct. Um, peers let other peers handle things that they're better equipped to handle. So when I say I think men should just back away from discussions centered around women's health care or women's issues or women's care, like I just like I just don't feel like men have the right. They don't have they keep, they don't have the position to be able to make those decisions. So I think I would like to ask that men just back away from those conversations. And we focus on with our newfound free time, we focus on being good fathers and being present and showing up for our daughters and our sons. Because I think that in a way would kind of help two problems, right? Like if, if men just said, Hey, Ladies, uh, you just go ahead and take care of this side of the this side of the fence. I'm going to handle this over here. Um, let's try that for a hot minute and see if that makes things better. Because I think right now, more than anything else, we need a little bit of that. Because when you're that fi- goes back to like when you're fighting wars on multiple fronts, it's like, hey, can you handle this side? I'm going to handle this side. You got that? I got that. Does is that is that offensive to anybody? I hope not. Well, okay, you've you've asked your question. Yes. Now let it be answered. <sighs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> They get excited. Thank you, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Pull on, um, please. 
<laughs> this I we did I did not know what this conversation was going to be like today. So now here we so, are. So I'm going to happily uh, happily I'm going to have to um, disagree with you on a few things. Give it to me. Um, as as a woman, and again, people could disagree with me. No problem. Speaking from a family dynamic, yeah, I think that you ha- you have a like a good point. Okay, I think that this world right now needs to go back to the good old mother, father, family unit kind of thing. If that is even in existence, there's a lot of moms that are single moms, single dads, whatever the case may be. Now, just keep in mind, um, I didn't, that's not what I was asking for. I, I understand your point. That, I understand your point. Though. Yeah. Go ahead. So I know that's what, but that's why I'm saying I disagree with what you're saying because the first thing that comes to mind where it's like men need to maybe take a step back with the health care, the health care mm-hmm. thing is like the reproductive, the big thing. Like it automatically goes into a political um, view and I don't see it that way um, at all. I, I, do I, don't, think, I don't think it's, I think it's okay for men to have an opinion. I, I, that's not what I'm suggesting. Uh, but are you talking about men as doctors or men as politicians? What I'm saying is, is that because I mean, like, there's discussion right now about Roe v. Wade, right? Yeah. The heated discussion, right? Mm-hmm. I just don't think men should be a part of that decision. Okay, so there's a whole, but there, to me, there's a whole big controversy about that. Because Fair, like absolutely, men, and so men are, men are on the Senate, men are on the Supreme I, Court. Men I are got that. Like, <laughs> I get yeah. it, a hundred percent. Like I, what I would honestly recommend. Let's say there's a hundred percent, hundred people making this decision, right? And fifty of them are men, and fifty of them are female. What I'm suggesting is just holistically. Hey, let's take 50 out and put 50 more women in and have them make that decision. Yeah, I don't. That's why I'm saying this is kind of this is really like, let's just just do it like, hey, guys, let's just maybe back away from it for a minute. So this way we can like. It's okay for me to have an opinion. It is absolutely, you know what I mean? I have daughters, you know what I mean? I want them to have the care and. I want them to have a full life, you know, so I have to fight for them. And I mean, I, I don't think Roe v. Wade should have even been on a, on a, on the level that it was on anyway. I, like you know, the, the government in that concept in that way shouldn't have any right to any of our medical decisions. So like that's, that's where I come from. I mean, a ton of my clients that are women that need certain services, they get them. This is my, whether <laughs> Absolutely. My opinion is nested on, on basically on this premise, right? Is that a m- men are, I don't think men, there's no way that men can have the capability of being able to understand fully what it is to be a woman. Number one, right? So we really shouldn't be a part of the decision process that, that that's, <laughs> that's 100% going to affect women. Right. Number two, we have better things to worry about. Or not, I shouldn't say better things to worry about. We have Okay, that's not a good way. That's not a good way to say it. I feel I feel I feel like that this conversation can go in a whole different just, direction though, because you just opened up a huge thing like Let me rephrase it. Men just hang on a second. Just hang on a second. Let me rephrase that. Because yeah, that was really not 
the way I meant for that to come out. Like, I feel like men should focus on being better fathers and being present and showing up for their family members. Right. That's what I think. That's my opinion. And there's nothing wrong with feeling that. Right. And I don't mean that to be better. What I'm suggesting is that men as peers with women should trust women to be able to make those kinds of judgment calls. Like, like literally like just, it's like giving that, like, do you know what I mean? Like just stepping away from it. Just like, I, like, I can't, there's no way I'm going to be putting myself in a position to make that decision. Like, I don't know what to say. Like, I don't want to be part of, I don't want, I want to put all the right people in the position to do the, make the right decision, the solution. Okay. Okay. From what I'm hearing is it's not, you're, you're using, you're using the term men. Yes. When I think really what you mean to say is let's put medical decisions in the hands of medical professionals and so po leave politics and I'm going to say it just from my personal experience, insurance out of the decision-making process of what is, what makes a healthy person. Yes, I think so. I think so. Yeah. Like I, like I'm not trying to fight with anybody. Like I just don't, I don't want to, well, I don't want anybody to fight over it. Like I want peace. <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't think you're fighting. No, I think no. uh, I'd like to hear Matt's, Matt's thoughts on it. Uh, well, that was my thought. It's, um, you know, healthcare is, is a doctor's purview. So yeah. let's, let's, let's take politics out of it. Let's take, um, ins I, I, I have a, I have a strong feeling about insurance where it's, um, it's there to perpetuate itself and not for the, uh, the betterment of anybody else. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. <laughs> um, so then there, let's leave it there. Healthcare is a doctor is a, is a nurse, is a healthcare profession, is someone who chose yeah. to go into the field of helping other people. Yeah. It's not a politician because most politicians choose to go into the public view to help themselves. We, you and I both agree on that. We both have a, <laughs> you and I both have a fundamental agreement on what politics is and what it is. Right. We right. know what it is and it's gross. Right. What I'm trying to do is I'm, God, I feel bad for saying that. I shouldn't have said it like that. Well, I, I really feel bad about, you know, sometimes my, oh, don't I, already, I just no, told, I, I, I have Larry Moe and Curly inside my brain. <laughs> I've you, said that. And he, they no say dumb stuff. I feel bad about anything. I don't think. I, 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 I think that what you're, you're looking at as coming from a father, a fatherly perspective yeah. in like a utopia. Do you know what I'm, you know what I'm, you know what I'm afraid of? Do you want my, you want my honest opinion? What I'm afraid of, right? Yeah. I'm worried. I'm, I'm afraid of, of, I'm, I'm wondering how deep, how I'm worried that I'm, I'm worried that my daughters are going to have to go, are going to have to run it like you. When you said that about your, when we have to have to go through what you've gone through, you know what I mean? Wow. It, and, and I'm, I hear what you're saying. And I hear when you said that about your father, I'm like, God, that just, I like that. That's the way I love my daughters. Like I love my kids that way. Like I'm with, and that's what Matt, you know, and I think. But then it of, goes back to, sorry. No, 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 no. I like my thought, like my thought behind it is that like, Hey guys, like I'm going to focus on being loving my daughter and, and supporting her. Right. And like if daughters and kids, right. And it just kind of got me thinking about why well, I'm just going to focus more on being a good father. Right. And, and maybe if we all did that, that, that would help. And maybe we just, you know, let women handle it. And our role in that is to like, Hey, you know, whoever we, whatever, whatever women we have in our lives, our job, our job should be there to support them say like, Hey, go out there and be part of the solution. However, however it is that you see it. 
You so go, you're saying if that your daughter was in a some type of situation that was like female related, yeah. you would want their mom to handle it? No, 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 you, not in this way. I mean, not in this, well, no, no, that definitely. And some, I mean, <laughs> which are we talking about real? <laughs> I mean, well, see, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I kind of, that's why I'm saying your, your thought on it, I feel like is almost like a utopia because it really is brought into a healthcare. Um, like each system has to be focused on certain things. Like, to- you're absolutely right. And I think probably the start of this conversation and the question, you know, that question is, is, is comes from the perspective that I'm currently, I see my daughter talk about this. And then I talk to my next oldest daughter and she has already had the same experience in, from the medical community, right? Basically having, yeah. having male providers. Okay. Let's just get, call it what it is. My daughters have had bad experiences dealing with male providers and it kind of makes me a little, une- a little, a un- little uneasy. Yeah. So then, you know what so my then, response is to that? What's that? You gotta, you gotta advocate yourself and find a better doctor. hundred percent. That, that goes yeah, across. Like, that goes, we all have to do a better job advocating on behalf of ourselves. Right. Yeah. hundred percent. But looking at our current world, the way it is, the way everybody kind of fights about everything anyway, is there a way that we could fight less? That's what I'm trying to look for. Well, that's, that's, I mean, I, I hope you find that answer. Okay. Because, so my yeah, question I, I, is, same, so same if we could I fight less, that. if we could fight less, could we fight less if men focused on this and women focused on that? All right. In general, why don't we just so. say in general, you don't just think in so. general, just everybody be a better person. Wow. Well, and yeah. everything yeah, works. And not just men. I'm just trying to solve world problems. I don't know what you guys are doing, but (laughs) meanwhile, (laughs) go ahead. All my doctors are females except my gynecologist, the male. And he's the best. He's the greatest thing ever. Mm -hmm. But anytime I've had issues with doctors, I've spoken up. I've never like, there's always been a speak up. Yeah. So, I, I can't, I can't, to answer your question, like I said, absolutely yeah. not. Never, I, never had that issue. I, you but know I also what? live, I also live in the Northeast. Here's my, like, you're tough. There's no question about it. Well, I know it. Yeah. I, that's why I love about it. That's why, that's why I've, when you said, you're, when I found out you're from New Jersey, I was like, I got to know more. I just, <laughs> I've had one, I'll tell you this. I have one, I have an experience of one person from New Jersey. His name's Brennan Foley. He and I went through a military school together. And to this day, he's still one of my closest people, one of my, one of my people that I feel like he's like a brother to me. And he's from New Jersey, a state police or state police guy in New Jersey. And just, you guys are cut different. Like I, like I respect, like you just know toughness when you see it and you're just like, mm, I'm not going to mess with them. You know? Yeah, I get it. But yeah. So I don't, um, I kind of see what you're saying, but I also don't. I, you know what, at the end of the day, that's what this is about, right? Is that people get on the phone, have a conversation and I have to recognize that like my ability to kind of emotionally handle it. Right. And having intelligent conversations and be able to say, Hey, like I, I, you know, this is what I'm, this is what I'm, this is what hurts my heart. Like, how does this sound to people? Right. I just, 
I don't know. That's hopefully, also, that's also emotionally thinking. Yeah, right? That's there's, what we're trying things. to do. I got to figure yeah, this out so I can sleep at night. There's, there's certain things we, we can't emotionally, we can't emotionally react to situations. And we have a big, big gray area with that. You have to separate the two. Like you got to put the emotion aside and you got to think rationally. Here's what I know is that this conversation has spanned a pretty large spectrum. Um, even a range of emotions would be not agree. Uh, yeah. Yeah. What do we, we laugh? Our we biggest cry. challenge is going to be, what are we going to call this episode? <laughs> do you have a clue, Matt? Uh, I have a couple ideas, and I, I usually I usually Ken, come up with I usually Ken come up says with the something ideas. incredibly <laughs> gross. Ken, is that misogynist? No, I, I don't Was know. that a misogynist it, it, statement, it, Matt? Maybe. I, I wouldn't say it's a misogynist it's statement not now because flipping far off was it? No, but you know, maybe just not going to help. A name case. is going to be Simpleton. It's not going to be. It's not going to help my case. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you I'll, I might even lose a follower or two. We'll see. No. I, I'm going to say uh, uh, before, before we close up. I, no, I don't say, even want to close up. Uh, Pilar, can I'm, we just make sure this is better? No, I just want to say thank you, Pilar. I was yes. watching Ken's face while you were speaking, telling your story. Um, uh-huh. I want to say thank you. His face lit up. He was nodding so hard. I thought maybe you could hear it uh, over the Aww, microphone because so, I uh, love the energy of this. You you touched him. Um, I think you <laughs> you've changed him, and uh, I thank you for it. He, he he looks he looks a little happier after speaking to I'm you. I'm still struggling with the whole like, hey man, Bozo. That's a Bozo McClown statement. Okay, Sorry well, about that. And, guys. Then, and then also, whatever you name your podcast, uh, the tagline has to be badass boot camp. Has to be what? Badass, badass boot, camp. boot camp. What? Oh, badass energy. Oh, love it. There yeah. you go. Better. There you go. It's got, it's got a badass in it. I think yeah, it's a badass. Boot. Oh my god! Tri- wait. Yeah, yeah. Badass B-A-E. trifecta. B-A-E. Wait. B A E. Bay. There you go. Okay. Oh. Did you just figure out how to name your podcast? <laughs> do you now? Do you I now did. just have a logo created? Yes. I'm not even. I'm writing it down right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See stuff like this. Well, yeah, it was uh, my pleasure, guys. Oh, and then we were we will definitely have to have you back on. Yeah, I, I think sure. for sure. Yeah, Pilar, uh, on behalf of Matt and myself and the Midlife Pivot Podcast, Episode Ten, uh, I I'm eternally grateful for the conversation, and uh, you know that you you got a, you got a couple of guys that are willing to come and help out wherever we need to, so. I, I appreciate the kindness, love, the magic. It's beautiful. Yeah, thank you so much. And right. uh, keep, keep on dancing, Ken. <sighs> you, know? Gosh, I don't, I, you know what? It, um, I, I don't think people understand the amount of effort that it takes to put together these magical oh, I numbers. But I mean, dance, dancing, the choreography dancing alone. Dancing is what brought us together. <laughs> dancing is what brought us together. And Matt, there you go. keep... keep Keep expanding. Keep coming out of that cat cocoon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know he's, we're gonna be arm wrestling here probably later today. So, alrighty. Yeah, and you guys have a great day. Thank Take you care. So much. Be blessed. Right, thank right. you very much. Take care. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye bye. All right. That was that was our podcast. So that was sure. episode ten. Yes. Yeah. And, and I don't know that it came off the way. I don't think it. I don't think I. I don't think I'm saying it the right way. Well, okay. What I think I heard. You've raised two daughters that three daughters, three. Well, you, you mentioned two. Yeah. 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 So we'll, two. We'll, 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 those two daughters came to you. Well, one daughter came to you yeah. with her problem. Yes. She felt safe enough to come to you with 100%. her problem. Yeah. So you did it. You dadded it. 
and now you're still dadding it because now you are trying to solve her problem. Well, that's what we're here for, right? Right. And I got to know, I don't, cause I don't, and, 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 but before I can solve somebody's problems, right. And here's what's 90% of, here's what is the problem is that there are people that are on, that think they know the answer. Well, based on emotional and political and financial, because at the end of the, here's what, here's the rationale, right? And I think we should just keep this on the, I'm still going. uh, Yeah. Yeah. I think this is, here's my rationale, right? Women control 70% of the spending in the continental United States. 70% the control of the financial spending in the continental United States. That is a huge number. And that number is probably higher in other parts of the world. Probably. But here's the thing is that that's a great deal of power and control that's just being not exerted. Uh, That's because... Because... Right. And generations <laughs> before us. We're, for sure. We're lots told of women. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. But now, but here we are now adults. Right. And if there is someone that I think that is better capable to make a decision than me regarding anything, I want them to have it. And so when it comes to women's health care, I want women to have it. Like I like, I don't want to any, I don't want somebody to look at me and hate me. Because I look a certain way or I might, they might assume I have a position on something like Roe v. Wade. You know what I mean? Because that can, you talk about Roe v. Wade and this is, and it's like a missile strike. People just automatically dive right down into something like a very, very specific set of scenarios. You know what I mean? And there's nothing to argue really. I mean, there's, because it's just facts. It's the lo- it's it's the world, the presence, right? We're here. Like this is a human right. existence. I, I, I think so to that point, like, hey, since we're all just basically humans and peers, right? Maybe men could just step away from it, back away from some of this, and like, like, you if you focus on this, then maybe I can. Maybe I should focus on this, because me being a better father is going to only help me and my children. I mean, it's just going to help society as a whole. And I think collectively, if we did that, I think it's, I don't mean any harm by it. I just like, let's just back away and let's just go back to being dads for a minute. Let's take care of our kids. I mean, the world that we're in is globally risky. Things that I didn't think were possible are reasonably possible. You know, like what if we, what happens if we stop becoming the United States? crazy. We got a little. I, well, there's probably a little difference there because that's just a title. It's a name. I, I get it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, though. But, yeah. I'm just saying we're just used to a certain level of freedoms here in the continental United States, right? I'm just like, what happens if something? Most like, of us are. Yeah. What happens? You know, like literally, there's just all this stuff. Like, I'm not crazy. I don't think. Am I? Uh, no, I don't think you're crazy. I think you're. Uh... I'm just a dad that's worried about his kids, and I want yeah. my kids that growing up, grow up and have full lives. And I see, you know, I spent 27 and a half years wearing the mil- wearing a military uniform. I think I have a reason to be concerned, you know, that's founded, you know, in the global world. I'm just saying for now, like maybe men could just back away for a minute, and I don't think there's any harm in saying that. No, there's not. But maybe everyone could just back away a little bit and focus on themselves. <sighs> Stop worrying about what your neighbor's doing. 
worried about how, how you affect people, not how people affect oh, you. Matt, thank you for saving this episode. <laughs> I've been waiting for somebody to like come in and like say something where there's like this common sense, pragmatic approach to help me feel better about this. Cause I feel kind of bad about saying that. You know what I mean? Like, all right, but it was, it was your concern. You've, you've voiced your concern I have. and, it, and it, it is a true concern because it's yours. You are concerned about it. Mm, mm, my daughter can look at me and I know what she's talking about. And I'm, well, I hope you, know you I, mean? I hope you can look back at your daughter. I mean, I'm just going to go back. I'm just going to go dad. I'm going to go dad it up. So go, go, okay. Let's go. We'll both go dad. Go dad it up. All right. We will. <laughs> this is episode 10 midlife. This has been of a long episode and, uh, everybody's sweating. Yeah. Thanks We've for all just take care. Be blessed. <laughs> Jeez.